Welcome to Atlanta Mix 108. Up next is Author Talk with your host, Emma Rustruck. But first, a song you can only find on Atlanta Mix 108. Ready for Your Love by Seacal and Ashley Colazzo. They're telling me, basically, you know, to do my own thing. You don't listen to anyone. You listen to your heart. Do what sets your soul on fire. Don't listen to them. I can't believe that you really made me stop pitching. And though I think about it, yeah, it got me tripping. And now I'm having visions of you and me forever. They say it's locked down. I say it makes me better. My boo gon' love this. Homies gon' think it's cheesy. But I'm still in the hood. And I'm still talking greasy. I just found something real. Someone that I could chill. Without no problems, no drama. Someone I really feel. What was this man without you? See, you became my world. You sexy lady drive me crazy. You my favorite girl. No more wildin' with the homies and hanging in the clubs. Cause God sent me an angel. Yeah, sent for my. Don't wanna waste your time It's you I want forever And forever's a long time I'm ready for your love I wanna spend my time With you and no one else Until the end of time Cause I'm ready for your love Don't wanna waste your time It's you I want forever And forever's a long time Cause I'm ready for your love I wanna spend my time With you and no one else Until the end of time I'm ready for your love And now it's been a year just yesterday, I scooped you up, gave you a hug, you stole my heart away I knew I wanted to keep you when you sat down in the seat No matter fact, it was when I saw you walking in the street I told my dude, look at that girl, ain't she a beauty? Pretty face, thin waist, and a nice booty She had me straight like, whoa, she had my heart thumping Sort of like bees, beats up in the car bumping I wanted you on my side, saw it no other way Love was in the air cause it was Valentine's Day Like where you been on my life when I was in the slums I want you to be the one I'm ready for ready your love, for your girl love. Don't wanna waste your time
Linda, <clears throat> I'm so glad you came into my life, girl. Yeah. Just when I think I can learn to love one, mm -hmm. I imagine myself all alone and you're gone. I'm ready for your love, don't wanna waste your time. Yes, you are what forever, ever, ever's a long time. I'm ready for your love, I wanna spend my time with you and no one else until the end of time. Cause I'm ready for your love, don't wanna waste your time. I have a very special guest with me today who has a very uplifting story to tell, not only about her book, but about herself. Help me welcome Beth Brownlee to the show today. Hey, super, super excited to be here. Yeah, we had a few minutes to talk before the show, and it, everything you went through is so inspiring. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. So inspiring. <laughs> that you end up writing this wonderful book, Trust Your Journey. I have your website up as well. Would you like to tell our audience a little bit about that today? Well, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the adventure. It uh, started in uh, a little bit before 2004. Uh, my business partner and I, Ruth Nichols, were both in sales management at Columbia Sportswear. And we were on top of the world, uh, personally and professionally. We were, uh, Ruth had just reunited with her, um, her uh, childhood sweetheart, and they had a 12-month-old child at the time. And, uh, and I had been promoted to be director of sales for Columbia, and I was getting ready to move to Portland, Oregon to take that position. And uh, I have to say, it all came crumbling down very quickly. Uh, Ruth's husband was uh, struggling with a uh, kidney failure. And I had been diagnosed uh, with cancer, breast cancer. So, uh, so as fast as you're up there, as you know, uh, you can quickly go the other way. And uh, so we, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we got the information and we, um, we went through our treatments. Her husband was struggling uh, with his. And um, I tell everybody that uh, it wasn't the cancer I was so much worried about as it was the chemotherapy. And, the chemo, I became the poster child of all the side effects of chemo, and uh, it, it was horrible, just horrible. So um, I went into a deep, deep depression. Um, I call it a chemo depression, but it was a horrible place to be where I really didn't want to eat or, or bathe. or uh, Honestly, I didn't want to live. I, I was going to stop my chemo, and I just did not care if I lived or died. And uh, so I, um, I was really, really blessed to find three words in a gift that were sent that was sent to me and in that gift were the words trust your journey and um as soon as i read them i said oh my gosh this this cancer is not going to be my entire journey this is just going to be a part of my journey so i came out of the depression but but i have to tell you i, I didn't get well i was in the middle of chemo so i didn't get well that quickly and uh it was uh, such a blessing to see those words. They, they changed my life and immediately in different ways. And uh, so I had those words as a mantra. And two weeks later, uh, Ruth, my business partner, her husband passed away. 
And oh. um, and so she was left at that time. Uh, their son, Nick, was 18 months old. So I shared the words with Ruth, and they saved her life in a different way. So I'll tell you, we we, uh, we got through our treatments, and, and she, you know, needed to grieve, and, and, and she she got through that as best she could. We went back to Columbia Sportswear. We had awesome jobs there, and uh, we went back there, and we just found ourselves saying the words all the time. I mean, you know, somebody come up and go, I'm getting a divorce, and we say, trust your journey, and I need to lose weight, trust your journey. My uh, daughter's leaving for school, trust your journey. I'm, you know, whatever that thing was, uh, we always were saying, trust your journey. So after a year of saying those words to each other, we said, we looked at each other and said, you know, God must want us to share these words with women and uh, let's go do it. So we took our stock options and uh, we threw them into making inspirational products for women. We made t-shirts and journals and hats and everything had some type of inspiration in it. We went to retailers. That's what we knew uh, and wholesalers. And then we went direct online with our own site that you were looking at. So Mm-hmm. It's it, something that was so bad, as you you know, you have a journey you share as well with us that um, it turned into something really, really good. And and you know, we always just wanted to inspire women to honor their inner strength and celebrate their personal path through life. And so that's always been our mission and, and our vision. Um, and um, and we you know we're really blessed to get to do that every day. And all of that led to you know led me to writing the book. That's a wonderful journey that you've been on and that you're still on i mean yeah there's bad things that happen but sometimes those bad things push us down a path that we didn't realize we could even take and then it's just so much more fulfilling i do apologize i do have have a lisp and sometimes it interferes with talking yeah But yeah, it was when we find our path. When you you know it, and you probably did too, with with you know all the things you've been through. It's when you find that passion and that purpose, it, you know it. You know it in your heart. You know it in your gut, and um, and you you know you're going to go out there and hopefully inspire change in other. You know, for us, we we do have a we have an incredible social following. Uh, on Facebook, we're about we're over 3.6 million on Facebook and wow. Instagram and all of that. So we get to we get to share every day with women and men too. I mean, 20% of, of Facebook and Instagram is is men for us and and uh, and all demographics. You know, it's an ageless thing. Uh, uh, you know, I've talked to I've talked to kids as young as 18 or so that that understand trust your journey, and I've talked to women that are a lot older that surely get it trust your journey so we we have no you know no age uh demographics as we tell everybody it's just any any women out there and men that choose to follow us but we're just really blessed we get to share these words every day and we get to share them through tangible items uh, you know whether it's the book or the products we sell because the the tangible items were real important to me in chemo i I, I wish, you know, you and I were talking about, we, which we'll probably get into, a little bit of self-talk and mm-hmm. the voice in the head. And um, when you're in chemo and you're really, really sick, and, and and this happened back in a day that there was no Facebook and there was no Wi-Fi in the chemo lab, and there, my phone wasn't used for texting and, you know, sending pictures and all that good stuff. All you had was you, yourself, and the person next to you, you know, taking chemo right. as well. We we knew at that time that tangible items were real important because 
the voice in the head is telling you give up. Why do you want to do this? You're sick. Who cares? You know, the cancer's going to, it doesn't matter. Let it take its course. So the voice in the head's super loud when, when you're not well. And at the same time, I had tangible reminders with me just to remind me whether it was that stone in my pocket or, or that T-shirt I was wearing or that bracelet I had on that just let me know, you know what, you can do this. And, um, oh, I, under- and so, I understand that yeah, perfectly because yeah. when I was through all of my medical, I, there was six months I could barely speak. And when I spoke, it was in Romanian. So no one understood me. I have four and So I never spoke Romanian. No one in my family speaks it. But I woke up speaking it. Don't ask me how that works. But even with that, I could barely talk. So I was, my only communication was typing. Because I couldn't even hold a pen. And you get so frustrated. Carry on conversations with yourself. And you can either do the uplifting, hey, I'm going to get through this, or the negative, why am I still here? Well, and and that's so true. I mean, you get so caught up in your head uh, through all this, and especially in your situation, wow, that's pretty incredible, uh, that you you always have those choices. You and, You know, we kind of talked about that a little bit, too. Every day you get up, you got choices. And, you know, what are you going to choose? Are you going to allow, are you going to allow your self-talk to overcome and, and overtake you? And uh, I told you how fast it is. Um, you, you know, that's the reason I even wrote the book, because the book slows it down a little bit. And I talk in the book about this. You know, the book's divided into daily meditations, and it's, very, it's a very simple read. I used to travel a lot for work, and I still travel a lot. I like something that's very simple that, I've, you know, is only going to take 10 or 15 minutes in the morning. So that's pretty much what this is. Uh, it's, uh, and so I talk about the voice in the head a lot and, uh, and you know, what it's telling you, you, you can't do, uh, you know, the negativity of it and how you have to work really hard every day and, and commit to changing that. Um, and so the, the book's broken up to a meditation, a blessing and a journey step. And the journey step is simply that challenge, challenging you every day, right. To, to stay out of your head a little bit. And, and get out of that box and think and think outside the norm, uh, you know, the best you can. Uh, because exactly. we're, we're habitual. You, as you know, we're habitual, right? We've been doing this for years, especially women. I always right. say this about women because women, women, we're hard on ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. So, oh, my husband is worse on himself than I, than I am on myself. And he's going through a lot of medical things. So this book is something... By the way, is this coming out on audio? Well, we're going to work on the audio. Uh, we actually, uh, we, we did it, we self-published through Amazon because I knew it could get out there and anybody could buy onesies. We actually, for any wholesalers out there that might be listening, we, we you know, I'm really blessed because of my past life to know a lot of wholesalers in, in the country. So we do ship to a lot of hospital gift shops and, and that kind of thing currently right now. Uh, uh, for for people wanting the book in their stores, some Hallmark stores and, and places like that. So, uh, but for any individual that wants it, it, it definitely is out there on Amazon. So, well, let me know if you get to get it to the point where it's on audiobook because okay, unfortunately, my husband cannot can no longer with his vision sit down to read a book. He knows uh, how the just 
with medical. He cannot. Okay. So anything that I find inspirational and uplifting that I want him to take in, it has to be on audio. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely let you know that uh, when it when it comes out because it's uh it's perfect for that too. Perfect for that. It's something that I think people would understand if they're in a car, listen to it in the car as well. Because when do we have the most time to talk to ourselves in our, when we're alone in our vehicle? I told I was speaking to a group last week, and uh, I said, if there's one place that self-talk comes out the most, it's when you're driving. <laughs> and it's crazy when you're driving. <laughs> Yes, it is. It doesn't matter if it's a 15 minutes commute or an hour commute. The you talk to yourself. It may not be in words, but you're in your head. And for me, I go from okay, I'm going to push the negative aside, and I'm going to work on my book today. So I would be writing my book in my head while I'm driving, which is awesome. And, and for and for me, I do a lot. I do a lot. I get real creative when I'm running. Uh, so I run every day. I, I like to set the foundation of the day uh, with exercise and eating right, meditation, and all those things. Which again is another important thing we can share with all your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you put your feet on the ground, the day's going to be dictated by how you start it. So I'm, right. I'm always great about the foundation of the day, right? And uh, so, uh, but when I'm running, I get so many thoughts. Uh, that's where a lot of things come out uh, in this book is actually when I'm out running uh, because your mind opens up. You, it's probably like with you and driving. I mean, you know, that's where you're writing your book. Your thoughts come out, um, you, you know, less distractions, that kind of deal. And, um, you know, that's what I would tell anybody that wants to be a writer. J- just put it on paper, too. You probably did that. I know I did. Mm-hmm. I, it it didn't, make, didn't always make sense at first, but I, I just put everything that I was thinking on paper. And then it came together as it should in a book. Right. Right. So. You don't have the right to write a book. You write, put your feelings, your thoughts, or, or whatever down on this paper. A lot of counselors will tell you it's journaling. Well, it's not journaling in the truest sense. It's creative thinking. It's getting you out of your head, which is the whole point of writing. Get away from the negative. Yeah, I, I agree 100% because um, that's what all of this is. It was, you know, I call it, um, I call it pivotal thinking, and, and you have to flip your thoughts because you, you get into that, that place, and all your listeners are going to know this. They've been there. They get in that place. They get in that negative mindset. They get into that thing where they're beating themselves up or, you know, I can't, I can't believe you, you know, said that about her or you did that or he cut me off when I was driving or, you know, those thoughts are just constantly bombarding us every day. I think I shared with you that, you know, your self-talk is six to nine times faster than regular talk. You, can, you can't even say everything that's going on in your head. It's impossible. It's so fast. And 65% of it's negative. And there's something about getting out of your head and writing that that uh, uh, it brings out the best and, and your thoughts and, and, and what's in you versus, you know, the voice in the head, which is going constantly. Correct. I hear a lot of this not only from other authors talk about, but when I do public speaking, it's how do you get out of your head when you're taught from a very young age, it would seem, to 
your head's right and your heart's not. So it's like, uh, I well, don't have the answer, but at the same time, I hear the question a lot. You know, it's this. This is this is what you know. I'm a I'm a certified life coach, but I'm also a certified executive coach, and we talk about awareness, which you and I are talking about right now. The awareness of what's going on in your head and what you're telling yourself is huge, right? And it's a habit. We've been doing it for years. It could be something. There are little things in our heads that could have been told to us by a teacher every in third grade or a peer out on the playground. And those things that, you know, between like ages 8, 9, 10, 11, they stick with you like glue. And then, you know, maybe on the playground that kid told you, you know what, your nose is ugly. And then he runs off. And then the next day, your nose is really ugly. I promise you at some time in your future, you're looking in the mirror and you're going, God, what's wrong with my nose? My nose is just something's not right because all these seeds are planted, as you said, in your childhood and growing up. Well, by the time you get to, you know, 40s and 50s, you got a lot of seeds you got to deal with. And it takes awareness, it takes accountability, and it takes a commitment to change because we have habits that have been with us and stuck with us like glue through the years. And you have to get up every day and commit to changing those thoughts. And it takes work. And you know what? I mean, how many people really want to work on it? Uh, right. It, it bothers them, but you got to commit to the work. Every day it takes work to change those thoughts. Um, and, you know, I used to coach basketball and I had players that were, were awesome, but for some reason they talked themselves out of being able to do a, a left-handed layup, one of the easier shots in basketball. But it, they were great players. It, it should come natural, but they had so convinced themselves that they couldn't do it. And so this is, this is life for us. This happens to everybody every day, whether it's work, life, business, wherever it is, we all go through it. We all share this. We all have this in common. And uh, I guess right. that makes it us doesn't all matter kind of if you're going that we through, share. Right. It doesn't matter if you're going through something like I went through with stroke, brain surgery and stuff, something like what you went through with cancer. It doesn't matter if you're the healthiest person on the planet. We all go through this in our head to commit to change, to leave the negative alone, or at, not alone, but behind us. We're right. better than I think what's amazing, too, is, is you know, if I'm coaching CEOs or, or whatever level and executive coaching, we all look at, at people and think, oh, they've got it all together or they, you know, they're, they're incredible. They make great decisions, whatever. And they have self-doubt, too. So we're, we all have this in common. We all have this in common to different levels and different degrees, depending on what happened in our past. But at some point, you know, we all have this in common. Cancer changed me. Your situation changed you, um, and, and, you know, and everybody's going to go through something, everybody. We all have challenges. Right. But, we're, but the other part of that is, you know, we're not alone. I mean, that's the beauty. We all share journeys with each other. And, um, right. uh, you know, I tell everybody, um, you know, in the book it talks about this a lot too. When you're going through it, like you and I did, you're a student. I, was, I, was a, I tried to be the best student I could going through the, the cancer journey. And I came back an awesome teacher. So I, I took what I, happened to me, which was horrible, and I turned it into something good. And now I can share this with other people that are traveling that similar path with you, too, because it was a very unique path for you. And so when somebody comes up and starts sharing their story, you go, oh, my gosh, I went through that, too. You have this instant right. common bond, and you, you become a great teacher to that person because they're in the middle of it, 
and you can share, you know, the things that you learned and made you grow during that situation. So I love that, that part about life um, because there's always, always something that connects us. And it right. can get tiring, as you know. Life is, life is exhausting, and it can overwhelm us, and there's some crappy days out there. But, you know, before right. you know it, the blessings show up at your doorstep, and it's, it's good. You just got to hang in there. Right. I was, a couple months ago, I was so down, and then this radio show just dropped in my lap, as I say this all, all the time, and it was a blessing because now I'm connecting with authors vocally, and some some of the authors are fantasy or murder mystery or that realm. And the other, other authors are like you, the self-help, the ones that have been on a journey that want to share the journey. And I get to connect with someone that has similar paths as me. Not perfect right. paths, but similar. And it's uplifting to see you where you are, where I'm at, and go, you know what? Yeah, today's just crap, but tomorrow's going to be better because I'm going to make it better. Say, I mean, you, you. It takes that to really appreciate the great days, and uh, I, I think going the road we we both went, I try to find that appreciation, that gratefulness every day, every day in something. Um, you know, I, I as I get older, because I'm I'm 61 now, and um, I'm at this place where I just have become so aware of everything going on. I just lost one of my best friends of 40 years, and um, I'm sorry. And I miss her terribly every. I miss her terribly every day. But the, the strange thing, uh, you know, that I, I find myself being so grateful for the 40 years, and and uh, it it snaps me right out of wow. What if this person had never been in my life and. Uh, and I just find gratitude in the years I did have and, and not so much the loss because it's, you know, and everybody goes through loss. We know that too. We, we all share that. Uh, so, so yeah, that's a, you know, that's it. And uh, I guess one of the things I find the simplest things can change your day and your life. And, um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. That's why we have to go through it. See, my th- my theory is wake up in the morning and this smile. You're you're here today. Smile. Your smile will is infectious. Someone else is going to return that smile. Who knows that they're having a bad day, good day, whatever. You're smiling. They're going to smile, and then you turn into a chain reaction. It's just by the end of the day, you either have a good day or a bad day, depending on the outcome. But you can still smile because you're here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and again, I think our experiences make that even more profound. Um, not that yeah. I want everybody to have to go through cancer. You know, you and I don't want anybody to have to go through what no, we No, um, no. I have family uh, members hope, going through that right now. Yeah, it's, God bless them because you, you just want to. Sh- I'm sorry. No, I was I was going to say God bless them because uh, again you're they're going through that and and you're probably you've kind of traveled that road so you're probably a great teacher to them. Different circumstances, but yeah, my grandmother, eighty some years old, just had her first stroke, and she's recovering, oh. recovering. But at the same time, I'm like grandma, 
I've had three. I started my first stroke when I was 28. Think about this. I was 28 and had a stroke. You're, I look where I'm at today. You can be back to where you want to be. And I, I am her inspiration in that form. It's awesome. So. Do you, uh, do you view your writing as like a spiritual practice, spiritual experience, spiritual practice? Not so much. I'm not talking the religious side. Is it spiritual for you? A, a little bit. It, it's a way yeah. for me to, one, I can live vicariously through my characters, but at the same time, I can put all my emotions, my frustrations, my whatever I'm feeling into the words of a character and it helps me not to hold on to the anger, the sadness, the oh. emotion that I'm feeling in that moment. It helps me let go. That's that's really neat. That's a that's a great thing. So that's I put a lot I'll of me I, into my character. So go ahead. Um, I think one of the the things I've learned, well, obviously the power of words and trust your would trust your journey. Just those three words. But uh, what I've found out over the years as I started to write this and begin the next book was just the power of words. And uh, it's crazy how powerful words are and how they can change lives or destroy a life. Or ch- and, and they're so they're, – they're on paper, but they're still kind of intangible in a lot of ways too. Um, exactly. But there's, there's so much power in them. And what, no matter what type of writing you do, um, you, you know, I, I love that. I love that about words. Now, what is the second book going to be called that you're writing? It it actually be well. There's a couple of things. Uh, I'll do a, another volume of this. So this is volume one. So I'll continue these. Um, mm-hmm. We also on our uh, on our t-shirts we have a hang tag, a special hang tag. Uh, we have two tags on there. One is a uh, a woman's quote with some information about the garment on there, and the other one is a postcard. And the postcards are just a, a short message for me. And what's happened is uh, women take these these postcards and they fill them out and send them back to us. And so the stories are so powerful. I mean, it's, it's overcoming addiction. I've been deployed. I just lost my husband. Uh, I've been divorced. My kids don't want anything to do with me. You know, there's just, the stories are endless. Uh, so we get all those back. So what I want to do is I'm in the process of compiling the postcards. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, I just got about 50 more the other day and I'll take those. And then I want to answer those a little bit. Um, and, um, so they're from all over the world because we're very global and we do ship in a lot of places. And therefore, uh, I guess one of the things I find is that we're all the same. When you read the postcards, you realize there are people all over dealing with addictions and there are people all over dealing with loss and there are people all over dealing with challenges. And, um, you know, it, it just brings the sameness to the the issues that we all have and how we handle exactly and right um, now addiction is one of the leading causes of death one of the leading causes of family turmoil reasons why kids are in foster care it's such an epidemic everyone's talking about it and in a way it's affecting every single household either by having a family member 
friend or colleague suffering through addiction right now? Yeah, the the ripple effect's pretty profound. I mean, I, my father was an alcoholic, so um, you know, I tell, I share that pretty openly and how it's impacted my mom and us. And he's no longer here, so he didn't get to hear it. But um, you, you know, it's it's powerful. So then, you know, you have that kind of addiction. Then you have opioid addictions going on right now, and various mm-hmm. drug addictions, and and all kinds. I mean, it's crazy uh, some of the addictions uh, that people write to you about, but. Definitely some hard times, and you, you got people on both sides. You got the person that's been addicted and come out of rehab, and you got the person that's dealing with somebody that they love that has an addiction. So, but the ripple effect's pretty profound, and uh, and, and it touches a lot of lives. And um, you know, in, in many many ways, it's it's so sad. And hopefully, we'll we'll find better ways to to deal with that by inspiring others. You know, we can only hope to inspire others to help those with the addiction and inspire those with addiction to fight that addiction and get help. Absolutely. But unfortunately, we're almost out of time for the day. So again, Beth, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, listen, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome. And uh, thanks all your listeners and, and for everybody uh, all I can tell you is wherever life takes you, keep trusting your journey. And again, you can find Beth on Amazon or through her, her website. Trust your journey is a very powerful three words. And I implore you, implore you all to pick up the book or at least check out the website. And for tonight, good night, Atlanta. <laughs>